Here's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Okay, so the 13 year old Phenom here. Mike, you had 100 episodes. Congratulations. Thank you for having me on the show so many times. And live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Episode number 100 of Curry in the Pot. You guys hear that, man? Episode number 100 is here. Uh, it's been a long road. It's been a long journey, man. I can't even believe I'm here. can't really describe or put into words how it feels to be at this point. I kind of feel like I... I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like I never would have got here. Like, it's just crazy to think that I started this in late March of 2017. And I probably should have been at 100, first of all. But to, to think and to start a podcast... I just couldn't really fathom of getting this far. It's like, wow. But then, like, the episodes just started piling up. You get in the 60s, you get in the 70s, you get in the 80s. And then it really hit me when I got into the 90s. I'm like, wow, like, 100 is really here. And I kind of took a little break, uh, like, right after NBA free agency. But then I hopped right back into it with the NFL season preview with my guy, B. Jones. And I just, before I start, you know, a normal show, I just want to thank everybody that's been a part of this, that's been a part of this journey. Like, I, I really got to take it back. Uh, my boy Darius, my boy Darius Smith was the first person that told me that I had the voice to to talk about sports, to do this, and to even have a platform like this or just talk about sports in general. He told me a long time ago that my voice needed to be heard. He told me that in the 11th grade. And, you know, I'm looking back at that. That was, you know, seven, seven, eight years ago. He told me that. And it's kind of surreal. So he's like the first person that that made me feel like, like, that kind of like reassured me of like my love and my passion for it. And then I also have to thank and shout out to my guy, Sean, and to my guy, uh, my, my guy, Coop, my guy, Jabari Cooper. Uh, they were the first to actually tell me to start a podcast so we were in a group chat and you know i'm always you know i'm always talking about sports if you know me sports is going to come out of my mouth regardless it's just like i could be on a date and sports would come out of my mouth you know what i'm saying like that's just how it is that's just me that's who i am and sean was like you should start a podcast like man nobody's gonna listen to no podcast bro why, why would somebody listen to me? So I'm like, eh, nah, I don't know. So like two weeks later, Jabari, Coop said it. He was like, you should start a podcast. So I'm like, all right, man, you know what? I'm going to just put this thing that, just put it to action. So I reached out to my boy Kendall. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. Go check him out. Kenzo, he plays, you know, video games on his channel. He has like over 100,000 subscribers. So shout out to my boy Kendall. And I went to him because uh, he had an extra mic. You know, he's doing YouTube, obviously. You know, he has microphones and equipment. And I was like, bro, let me borrow this mic. And he let me borrow it free of charge. He's like, bro, you can have it. Actually, that's what he told me. And he actually gave me the mic that I'm using, too. But he was like, bro, you can have it. I'm like, all right, you know, thanks, man. You know, I really appreciate it. Like, I didn't expect him to let me have it. But he really just gave me the mic. And that's when I recorded episode one in my old room in my old house. And if you listen to episode one and you listen to that compared to where I am now, it's like a totally different sound. I was like shy and timid and nervous. You name it, bro. Like if you go listen to it, it does not sound like me. It does not sound like this. So yeah, shout out to everybody that played a part in this. Shout out to my parents. Uh, Obviously without them, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, Shout out to my dad because he's the real reason I got involved in sports you know, every day I wake up for school, we're talking about sports before he leaves out for work. Or I'm calling him. Still to this day, we're texting, going back and forth. I'm calling him after something happens, major in sports, breaking news happens. I'm calling him or texting him, sending him a screenshot or whatever. Uh, my dad's always been that guy. Uh, you know, he woke me out of my sleep multiple times to tell me sports news. He still does it. I asked my mom. He still does it. He'll wake you up just to tell you some sports news. <laughs> like, he'll literally wake you up just to tell you that. 
And uh, so I got a shout out to them. I didn't want to get too emotional in this, but it's it's crazy to really be at episode 100. So uh, shout out to everybody that's played a part. Uh, shout out to everybody I've collabed with. B. Jones, my brother, my co-producer. Uh, shout out to him. He was the first guy that was really, really behind me and said, you know, I'm with you, bro. Uh, you know, I see the passion in you. Uh, he's kidding. He's with me. Uh, shout out to Jalen Hunter, host of the Unpopular Podcast. Collab with him a couple of times. Uh, actually, I don't really like to brag, but if you, he'll tell you this. But I kind of got him going with his podcast too. Shout out to Jalen. Uh, shout out to the lovely Miss Tykira Carter. Shout out to her. Uh, she was the first female guest to ever come on Curry in the Pot. Uh, shout out to her. Also, shout out to the lovely Courtney Tate, who's doing her thing in Texas as a uh, news reporter, sports reporter in Texas. Uh, shout out to her. She was my other female guest. Um, shout out to my boy Zeke all the way out in Cali. Uh, shout out to him, man. It's crazy how we connected. Uh, shout out to Xavier Wary, the host of the Other Side podcast. Uh, shout out to him. He brought me on his show. I brought him on here. Um, and last but not least, shout out to the 13-year-old Phenom Bank, man. Uh, everybody loves him. He's always a joy and a fun fun person to talk to and collab with. Uh, I think that's everybody I collab with. I'm pretty sure of that. But yeah, thanks to everybody that played a major part. Uh, so for episode 100, I got... I got a mailback episode. The last time I did one was in February, and I believe that was with my dad. But uh, I got a mailback, and I'm also going to do my normal uh, NFL picks and predictions and recaps. I'm going to do that. So I'm going to start here with the recap from week four. I was 9-6 and six on the picks, um, kind of trending backwards. I was 13-3 week one, 12-3-1 week two. Uh, what was I? Week three. I think I was like 10 and 6. 10 and 6. So I'm kind of going backwards. I was 9 and 6 only because we had a bye. We had 49ers and Jets on a bye. Uh, but yeah, let's get into these games. Let's hop into this recap. First game, we had the Green Bay Packers hosting the Eagles at Lambeau Field. And I said this last week. If you heard it, you know exactly what I'm about to say. But I'm horrible at picking Thursday night games. I probably have like a 20% win percentage in picking Thursday night games. Uh, these last three years, I've been recapping them. And I picked the Packers. I was incorrect. And this game did come down to the wire, though. I, it had that type of vibe uh, when I saw it, uh, you know, when I was watching it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty good game. He had over 400 passing yards, two TDs. Carson Wentz, he had three TDs. Not a bunch of uh, passing yards, but he did have three TDs nevertheless. Jordan Howard was the real story of this game. He had... Three touchdowns, two rushing, and one receiving. Devontae Adams was the story at the beginning of the game. Up until he got hurt, he had 10 catches for a buck 80. It looked like he was going to break the receiving yards record uh, for a game. It looked like he was going to do that. And uh, he had 10 catches a buck 80, but he left the game with turf toe. And he's questionable for this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Uh, but I did pick this one incorrectly. I'm going to take my L. Uh, I also felt like the Eagles needed to win this game more than the Packers. Packers were 3-0. Eagles were 1-2. Uh, you know, they could have easily been 1-3. And, and they have a, a treacherous schedule coming up, uh, you know, real soon. So on the docket, they have the Jets coming up. Should be an, a breeze for them. Uh, but then they have three straight road games. They have the Vikings, the Cowboys, and then the Bills. So, you know, they have a treacherous schedule. Then they host the Bears. Then they host New England. Then they host Seattle. So, I felt like this was a must-win game for the Eagles. And they pulled it out. They pulled it out. Um, next game, we had the Falcons and the Titans. Both of these teams are weird. I know I went on a rant last week about the Titans. But I got to go on a rant about the, the Falcons, man. This was a team that I picked to win the NFC South, actually. Believe it or not. And they have fallen to one and three. So their future isn't looking very bright. Uh, there's been talks about Dan Quinn potentially getting fired. Um, I just don't know. Uh, my boy Jeff is a diehard Falcons fan. I'm feeling for you right now. Uh, but they lost to a weird team in the Tennessee Titans, a team that I went on a, an absolute rant last week because you never know what you're going to get. Like, I picked the Falcons to win this game. And the Titans won. Mariota had three TDs, no picks. Derrick Henry had 100 yards on the ground. Like, I just don't know what I'm going to get from the freaking Titans. And now I don't know what I'm going to get from the Falcons. But the Titans got it done. This is another game I lost. Next game, we had the Giants hosting the Redskins. Um, 
Wow. <laughs> Let's talk about this game. Um, I did pick this one correctly. I picked the Giants. I just said, it's no. I don't see the Redskins winning games. It's crazy to see. And it's crazy to say because last year, the Redskins' strength of their team was the defense. And now their defense is awful. They can't, they can't get nobody off the field. I got to give them a little credit. Uh, Quentin Dunbar had two interceptions in this game. But this game was just a mess. Um, Case Keenum threw an interception. He was benched immediately after. And Dwayne Haskins, the rookie out of Ohio State, he came in. He threw three picks in this game. So I just don't know. I thought Haskins should have started. They obviously didn't get him ready because he came in immediately off the bench. But the Giants got it done. Daniel Jones had a TD. Did throw those two picks, as I mentioned before. Wayne Galman had a nice game. He had a rushing touchdown, and he also had a receiving touchdown. And uh, I just don't know what's going on with the Redskins, man. It looks like Jay Gruden's going to get fired really soon. Um, hard times, rough times. <laughs> Next game, we got the Dolphins and the Chargers. Uh, the, the Chargers um, actually let the Dolphins hang around for a minute. The score was actually 10-10 to at one point. And the Chargers just went on and scored, scored, scored. Uh, final score in this game was 30-10. to 10. Uh, Shout out to the Chargers, man, because uh, this was a team. This is a team I don't really know about, man. I don't know. Uh, Melvin Ingram, one of their best uh, players on defense, one of their best players on the team. He did get hurt in this game. We all know about Derwin James being out. Uh, we know uh, Melvin Gordon is coming back from uh, his holdout. He didn't play in this game, but uh, he will play. In this Sunday's game against the Broncos. So that's a nice boost. It may give them a shot of adrenaline. But the Chargers is a team I'm a little wary about. Because the AFC is kind of tough. Uh, we all know about the Chiefs. And in their division. And we all know about the Patriots of course. And then we know about the potential you know, other teams. Like the Browns and the Ravens. And the AFC South has three 2-2 two two teams. So they needed that game to kind of stay afloat. Next game, we had the Colts and the Raiders. Final score in this one was 31 to 24. Uh, this is what I mean by when I have to pick games and predict games early, that I'm kind of at a disadvantage. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was inactive, officially inactive at about 11.30 on Sunday. I had no way of knowing that. Um, if I knew that beforehand, I probably would have picked the Raiders because the Raiders, they really aren't a bad team. You know, Derek Carr's still there. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been an impressive rookie out of Alabama. Um, they got some nice players. Uh, Darren Waller has been a nice bright spot for them at tight end. Tyrell Williams, former Charger. Uh, they got some pieces on the defense that I like. Cleveland Farrell, nice rookie out of Clemson. They got some. They got a few players that I that I like that are, that aren't bad. So I wasn't really surprised to see them win this game. I just thought the coach would win it, and this is another game I got wrong. Next game we had. The Texans and the Panthers. This was another game I picked incorrectly. I feel like I'm just, feel like I'm just saying everything I pick incorrectly. It seems. <laughs> Seriously, uh, final score in this one was 16 to 10. Kyle Allen got a second start uh, for the Carolina Panthers, and he won. It looks like the Panthers may continue to ride that hot hand. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a nice game, 93 yards on the ground, 86 yards receiving. Guy's a beast. Uh, he's a monster. <laughs> I uh, like what I saw, and they were able to put pressure on Deshaun Watson, and they they were able to sack him six times. He got beat up a lot in this game. When that happens, you know, Panthers, I mean, the Texans are really good when he's getting pressure. Uh, next game, we got the Lions and the Chiefs. This was actually, this was one of the better games of week four. May have been the best. Uh, the Lions were... Were you know just on the Chiefs the whole game? Like it was like it was like a shootout uh, in a sense. Patrick Mahomes didn't have any passing touchdowns. Matthew Stafford threw three touchdowns. Kenny Galladay caught a pair of those. Um, it was just a nice game. I feel like the real turning point in that game was the Bashad Breeland scoop and score off of a Carryon Johnson fumble. Uh, everybody was just standing there, but there was no whistle blown. Bashad Breeland picked it up and just took off running for a hundred yard. Uh, fumble recovery return for a TD, and the Chiefs were able to be 4-0, and they're still one of the only few undefeated teams in the league right now. So shout out to the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, I'm making a formal announcement here. I am a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I am. Um, Redskins have been letting me down for so long. 
I'll bring them uh, to my funeral so they can let me down again. But um, <laughs> I'm a Chiefs fan now. Patrick Mahomes is my guy. He's been my guy. I'm sorry, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. He's been my guy. Uh, reigning MVP looks to me like he's going to win back-to-back MVPs. I'm going to hop into that in the mailbag. But shout-out to my guy, Patrick Mahomes. And shout-out to the Chiefs, man. As my old neighbor would say, go Chiefs. God rest his soul, man. Next game, we got the Ravens and the Browns. I picked this one correctly, and it was somewhat of a blowout. Final score in this game was 40-25. to And the Ravens, it's just like... I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I didn't really watch too much of the game, but the defense hasn't been good. It hasn't been good lately. Uh, Nick Chubb was the big story for the Browns. He had 165 yards on the ground. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield had 342 yards passing. So these guys were like getting gassed. Their defense hasn't been good. It hasn't been the defense we saw against those against those those weak opponents in the Cardinals and the Dolphins. And their defense is looking like a bit of a concern. Lamar Jackson had three TDs, but he also had two picks. That's a bit concerning to me. I just don't know going forward. I don't know if the Ravens are contenders or pretenders. Uh, next game, moving along, we had the Bills and the Patriots. This game was low scoring, and um, the Patriots did win, but Tom Brady did not look good in this game. Not at all. Um... Whew. Final score was 16-10, though. Pats got another W. Uh, they have an easy game this Sunday against the Redskins at FedEx Field. Next game, we had the Rams and the Buccaneers, a game that caught me off guard. And I got a shout-out to my boy B. Jones because we were talking about this one. And we were talking about how the Bucs just, they aren't, they aren't bad. Uh, Bruce Arians is their coach. Jameis Winston isn't a bad QB. And we all know Bruce Arians is known as the quarterback whisperer. And it seems like he's getting the most out of Jameis Winston. Jameis had four TDs in this game. One pick almost messed the game up. It was a pick six to Marcus Peters. Chris Godwin has been a good bright spot for the Buccaneers receiving core. He had 12 catches for a buck 72 and two TDs. Mike Evans had a, had a few catches for 89 yards. And uh, shout out to the Bucs, man. Their defense played good. They outscored the Rams, which is tough to do. Outscored Sean McVay offense. Final score, like I just said, 55 to 40. Tons of points. Next game, Cardinals Seahawks. Pick the pick the Seahawks. Didn't really see any evidence of the Cardinals, you know, possibly winning this game. And uh, Russell Wilson has been good, man. Uh, Seahawks got it done 27 to 10. They will host the Rams on Thursday night football. We'll get into that soon. Next game. We had the Bears and the Vikings. I just went with the Bears. Uh, Mr. Trubisky did get hurt. Chase Daniel did uh, take over. But the defense uh, of the Bears was the story for this game. Kirk Cousins looked awful. He fumbled a few times. Uh, God just isn't very good. Uh, Adam Thielen spoke out about the game, and he said, we can't run for 180 every game. At some point, we have to be able to throw the ball downfield. So that's a shot at Kirk. And, yeah, um, next game, Broncos and the Jaguars. The Jaguars got this one done. They won in a tough place, a hostile environment, and a tough climate in the Mile High City of Denver. Final score was 26-24. to Gardner Minshew, uh, he seems to be doing it again, man. Minshew mania, Minshew madness, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Shout-out to the Jags, man. They've been playing some pretty sound football. Uh, Leonard Fournette had 225 on the ground in that game. Shout out to the Jags. Unfortunately for the Broncos, they they lost this game, and they also lost a second-year pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, to a torn ACL. He is out for the season. Uh, The Sunday night cap, we had the Saints and the Cowboys. I picked this one incorrectly. Final score was 12-10. to Come on, Cowboys, really? When I pick you guys, this is what y'all do to me. You guys lose to Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, shout-out to the Saints, man. They, they played good, forced a couple of fumbles, a Zeke fumble, a J, uh, J, uh, Jason Wooden fumble. And um, defense played stout the whole night. I kind of put this game on Dak Prescott because if your defense holds a team to 12 points and you're this man that wants the highest-paid contract uh, for a quarterback or probably for any player in, in the NFL, you got to show me something, brother. You got to be able to 
if your defense is stopping the other team, Teddy Bridgewater at that, and your defense only allows 12 points, if you that guy, if you that dude that you say you are, man, or if you want this money that you say you want, you got to show me a little more than that, man. I'm sorry. And then the Monday nighter, I'm pretty sure everybody picked this one. It was the Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, Steelers got it done. They get their first one of the season. Final score, 27-3. to Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Mike? It's your boy, B. Jones. Congratulations on that one double zero, that episode 100. You know, I've been rocking with you since day one. I'm always excited to hear your takes. I know we uh, talked about this probably last week about how when you started the show, I was one of the first people you reached out to, and I was like, I knew you had a passion for sports. I knew you loved sports, so I knew you would be great to have a podcast, and I'm just excited to been on this journey with you and working with you all this time. We at one double zero. Let's start this grind to episode 200. Let's get it. Hey, man, how you doing, man? This is uh, Jalen Hunter, the host of the Unpopular Podcast. I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes, man. I've been a guest a couple times. I listen to it almost every week you drop. Uh, proud of you, man. Keep doing it. Keep going. You're an inspiration to me. You know, I'm still new in this podcast game. I got like 60-something down, but, you know, I still got a ways to go to get to you. But again, man, I, I'm proud of you. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Keep doing your thing, man. All right, we're going to hop into these questions. Um, yeah, we're going to hop into these questions. And I got a lot, man. Shout out to everybody that sent in questions for the special mailbag. I kind of, I didn't really plan on doing this for episode 100. This was a plan B, but uh, this, this plan worked, man. And I got sent a number of questions. Obviously, I can't get to them all. I think I got sent like 50 questions. Had to chop that down into like, 25 a lot of you guys ask the same questions so some questions i did combine into one you know like a two-part question yeah yeah i know but uh yeah i did that for some but uh let's get into these questions i i separated in the categories we got us uh, i got a few personal questions i got some nba questions and i got some nfl questions so i'll save nfl for last and then right after those questions I will hop right into predictions for week five. So let's get right into it. Personal questions. The first one is, what or who inspired you to start your podcast? I would say my biggest inspiration, uh, as I mentioned before, is my dad. Because growing up in my house, you know, we always talk about sports. He literally will wake me up in the middle of the night to tell me such and such happened in a game. And... Yeah, we always talk about sports, always text, always call each other, talk about it. Uh, so he's probably my biggest inspiration. Um, personalities, I would say like Stephen A. Smith. I watch First Take, not as much as I used to, but, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith has a great story and a great story about how he even got started and hired to get his own show. So, you know, I shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Um... And yeah, shout out to my dad. He was the main inspiration behind me starting my podcast. And obviously my friends and my good friends that I mentioned earlier, they really got me going. They helped me start it. Um, next question is the best live game you've ever been to. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I go see the Lakers every year that they come. Uh, I've been doing that since Kobe's last game. So I was... Yeah, I think I would say Kobe's last game is the best live game I've ever been to. Honorable mention, though, is the 2010 All-Star game that was in Dallas at the Cowboy Stadium. I'll probably say that's maybe, yeah, I'll say that's the best live game I've ever been to because uh, there was 108,000 people there, and me and my family were three of them. And my guy Mark was there, too. He was with his, his mom and his brother. So shout-out to Mark, uh, shout-out to them, and shout-out to my parents for taking, taking me to that. It was a great experience, man. Uh, 2010 All-Star Game, probably the best live game I've ever been to. And Kobe's last game in D.C. Um, next question. Are you a sneakerhead and how many shoes do you own? I wouldn't say I'm a sneakerhead, uh, but I do got shoes, <laughs> if that makes sense. I got about 45 pairs. Um, I like Jordan 1s. Um, I got like four pairs of those. Uh, I, got a, I got one pair of Yeezys, but I got, I got like four or five pairs of Jordan 1s. And, uh, yeah, I used to, I used to really be in the shoes back in like high school. That's where like all the foams were coming out, the electric greens, the pewters. And 
all the hype around phone posits. But a uh, crazy story is my mom, she got me the cool gray 11s back in 2010. And um, yeah, she, she left from work. Well, she was at work and she went to the DTLR around the corner and they, they had them like, they had them. This was before it got crazy, man. Before raffles and all that stuff. People dying and stuff over shoes. This is before that. Um, but she got those for me, and I, they're still dear to my heart. Uh, probably put those in a glass case one day. But shout out to my mom for getting me those. She also got me the True Blue 3s, too. So I still got them, too. Uh, next question. What is your favorite episode? Uh, I don't know. I got a lot. Um, got a lot of content. Alright, so I'm looking at my catalog and I don't like to brag, but I got a, I got a nice body of work, man. I got I got a nice catalog. And the first time I ever had somebody on the podcast was the co-producer, my brother B. Jones. Uh, without him, man, I wouldn't even really be started in this. But that was episode 34. Episode number 49 is another episode that's really dear to my heart. I interviewed my former uh, high school classmate, Mr. Jarris Lyles. He's now hooping overseas. But he was playing for UMBC. And you guys remember, UMBC was the first 16 seed to upset a one seed in NCAA tournament history. Shout out to Jarris. Uh, episode 50 was the first time I had my dad on the podcast. And, you know, I did episodes. I had Mark Tillman, former Georgetown standout. Um, Adrian Branch, that was another episode that's really dear to me. Um, but if I had to just pick one, if I had to pick one, I would say it's episode number 77 with my guy Chris Adoyachin uh, of DC United. And uh, he came on and he talked about his battle with stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma and how he overcame that. And, uh, you know, he's also my high school classmate as well from Damatha, one Damatha. But um, that's probably my favorite episode. That's That one is really dear to me. Uh, you know, Chris is a really good guy. And, uh, you know, we still talk. And, you know, I'm glad to see him back on the field. So I would say episode number 77 is probably my favorite. And also episode number 78, I had a mail back with my dad. And then uh, I got the round, round Table podcast with Jalen B. Jones and Zeke, uh, you know, Bink. I got some content with him and Tykira, but I would say episode number 77. And shout out to my guy Terrell Willis, too. He came on the show talking about his league. I got a lot, man, but I would say episode 77. Next question. Your Mount Rushmore of athletes. This is a really good question. Um, but I was thinking about it earlier, and I came up with it. I would say Michael Jordan because... Michael Jordan revolutionized the game of basketball. It was at a bit of a stalemate. I mean, we had Magic and Bird, but Michael Jordan, he sort of like saved the league. And, you know, Michael Jordan is a brand, like Jordan brand. You can't leave your house without seeing the Jumpman shoes. You can't, like Michael Jordan inspired a generation of hoopers. Obviously, Kobe, I will put him on my Rushmore, but he's more of a remix of, uh, Michael Jordan, so he obviously followed in the Michael Jordan's footsteps. Um, but I would say Michael Jordan won. Uh, Muhammad Ali is also on my Mount Rushmore, uh, what he stood for. Uh, you know, he was an activist, and also he was, you know, a great athlete, legendary, man. Uh, Muhammad Ali has to be on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, LeBron James is on my Mount Rushmore simply because... He's more than an athlete. He has, He's his own brand. You can say what you want about LeBron, but you can say what you want about him as a player. You may not like him. Uh, his NBA Finals record, 3-6, and six, whatever you, but the guy's a great person. You see his show, The Shop. He opened up his own school, the I Promise School. He does so much more than just the game of basketball. In a way, he revolutionized it. Not even just... It's like he... The player mobility and the player empowerment, LeBron James is that. He's the trendsetter of that. And then last on my Mount Rushmore, I would probably say Tiger Woods. I'd probably say Tiger Woods. So that's my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Jordan, LeBron, Muhammad Ali, and Tiger Woods.
Mike, how you doing, brother? It's Xavier Wary, host of The Other Side. I just want to tell you, man, congratulations, dude. 100 episodes. That's not easy at all. But you've worked your tail off and you've earned it, man. You really have. There's a quote that I want to read to you, man. It says, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And you've already taken that first step and some, man. And you got a lot more steps in you. 100 episodes, and I know you got 100 more in you, brother. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Hopefully, I can join Curry in the pot again someday. But until that day, man, we're going to keep walking this marathon, just like my guy Nip says. Take it easy, Mike. Peace. Shout out to my bro, my best friend, Mike Curry, on his 100th episode. I'm really proud of you, man. I'm glad to see you really still pushing with this podcast, this brand. I remember we talked about this back in high school, man. I, I said you had the voice to really talk to people. And now you're really taking advantage of it and actually doing something with it. And I'm happy for you. I wish you nothing but longevity and just many more blessings. What's up, guys? It's your boy Z coming to you from San Francisco. Just want to say congrats to my dog, Mike Curry, on his 100th episode. Proud of all the hard work and dedication you've shown to growing the podcast over the last few years, bro. Also want to give a huge thanks to you as well for allowing me to be a guest on multiple episodes. It's been a lot of fun being able to have been on this journey with you. It's crazy how replying to someone's tweet can lead to years of friendship. Congrats, bro. All right, now I'm going to hop into these NBA questions. Uh, again, thanks to everybody that sent me questions. Uh, sorry I couldn't answer all of them. Uh, it was a, It's really a lot. But I just wanted to pick out the best. And I believe everybody that sent me a question, I believe I chose like two of y'all questions. So don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. So first question is, it's not NBA, but it had, it's WNBA. Uh, can the Mystics win the first WA championship in franchise history? I think so. Uh, the series between them and the Connecticut Sun is tied at one apiece. Uh, Elena Deladon did go down last night. And uh, she has... A small herniated disc, I believe. And a good thing for them is the next game isn't until Sunday in Connecticut. So, uh, you know, hopefully she can get right and do what she needs to do in the offseason or what have you. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Mystics can do it. I've been watching them closely. I've been watching the WNBA lately. When I took that hiatus, hiatus, I'm sorry, from doing episodes, I was watching the WNBA. And I was also watching baseball. Next question. Which rookies are you most looking forward to in the NBA this season? Uh, Zion, obviously. Um, the Pelicans as a whole I'm looking forward to. But Zion, obviously. Um, who else, bro? <laughs> um, Michael Porter Jr., he counts because he didn't play last year. So he counts as a rookie. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Honestly, everybody the Pelicans drafted. Uh, Jackson Hayes, the kill Alexander Walker. I'm looking forward to seeing Kobe White because he has a great story. Uh, if you don't know about Kobe White, man, go check out his Players Tribune letter to his father, his late father. Y'all got to go check that one out. Um, and Tyler Hero uh, from the Miami Heat. I'm looking forward to him. He can really shoot the ball. I'm looking forward to him. And Kevin Porter Jr., he was a guy I was high on. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of those guys. Um, next question. We have, are the Lakers, I'm, I'm sorry, are the Warriors being overlooked? And will they take a step back? I do think they're being overlooked. There's a lot of talk about the Lakers, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, the Clippers, for obvious reasons. You know, you got LeBron and AD teaming up. You got Kawhi and PG teaming up. You also got Russell Westbrook and James Harden teaming up, too. And I do feel like the Warriors have gotten lost in the sauce a little bit. Um, Klay Thompson will be out. Obviously, they lost Kevin Durant to free agency, but Klay Thompson's going to be out till probably February. Um, but this is a team that you can't discount. Uh, they did pick up D'Angelo Russell, which I thought was a really good move. You lose KD, you pick up D'Angelo Russell. Hey, that's, that's, not, that's not bad. You didn't just lose KD, but... You picked up D'Angelo Russell, a guy who was a first-time All-Star, former Laker, a guy that I, I didn't want to see go. Um, but we all know about those issues. But, yeah, I do think they're being overlooked. You got Stephen Curry, um, two-time league MVP, first-ever unanimous MVP, a guy who I'm really hard on. A lot of people say I'm, I hate on Steph, but, I mean, I can't deny his greatness. I, I really can't. Uh, the guy literally revolutionized the sport. 
So I can't hate on Steph at all. And, of course, you got Draymond Green, the Swiss Army Knife, uh, the emotional leader of the Golden State Warriors. You can never rule out a team like that that has that championship prowess and pedigree. So, yeah, I do think the Warriors are being overlooked. And what was the question? And will they take a step back? I mean, in a sense, yeah, they probably will because Clay Thompson's going to miss time. But uh, in the playoffs, man, I would not want to see the Warriors. Let me just say that. Uh, next question, will the Lakers win it all? You guys are really putting me on the spot with this one because, matter of fact, if the Lakers stay healthy, I might curry on October the 2nd, 2019, and the Lakers will win a championship. I think you're going to see LeBron in revenge mode. You're going to see Anthony Davis, the most talented player LeBron has ever played with. Um, Kyle Kuzma, when he gets back, um, yeah, if the Lakers... And they mesh right, and they stay healthy, they're going to win it all. I'm saying it right now. Uh, top five current NBA players is the next question. Uh, I'm still going to say KD, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, and I'll say Giannis. I'll say Giannis. Uh, I don't really know if I got anybody in my honorable mention, but I think I said top. Yeah, that's my top five. No order, though. Uh, next question. If KD were healthy, would the Nets be the best team in the East? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you get the Kevin Durant before he went down with that calf injury, which was the initial injury, and then obviously the torn Achilles, yes, absolutely they would be the best team in the East. And honestly, I don't even think it would be close. I mean, you got Philly, obviously. You got Milwaukee, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I think they would be the best. No question. Uh, next question. Top three duos in the NBA. I'm going to say LeBron AD, Kawhi PG. That rhymes. <laughs> um, if KD and Kyrie were healthy, I would put them next. Um, but I'm going to say Russ and uh, James Harden. And I feel like it's a negative stigma that's been put around them. A lot has been saying, like, oh, they're not going to work. Uh, but I would I honestly think it could work. But it remains to be seen, though. Um, and now let's go to the NFL section. Let's go to these NFL questions. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Courtney Tate. I am a reporter slash sports reporter for KFDA News Channel 10 out in Amarillo, Texas. And, Mike, I just wanted to let you know that I am so proud of you for doing your 100th episode today on the podcast. I feel like you have been working so hard and so diligently at just making this podcast the best that it can be. Your topics are always fresh and on point. Your opinions are always entertaining. And just I love to listen to it. I love that when I'm a part of it. And I'm glad that you asked me to be a part of it today congratulations and keep it up mike thank you so much for allowing me to be the first woman on your show to just be on there and talk about sports uh you know something that i remember and it was actually my first podcast that i got to be a part of and uh the professionalism that you're podcast embodies is amazing uh i pray that you continue to do great things uh you know you're at your 100th episode but uh, i know that you'll get to 200 one day just keep striving keep producing great great content uh the people that you have on your show are great as well like shout out to little bink so thank you for allowing me to be a small piece of something that's going to be so great and is already great uh and happy 100th all righty, Dighty. I got a nice bevy of NFL questions. Um, the first one is: There's a lot of two and two, two and two teams. Are they contenders, pretenders, or middle of the pack? So there is a bevy of teams. Uh, we are a quarter of the way through the NFL season, and uh, yeah, contenders, pretenders, and middle of the pack. I kind of uh, already did this. I made a list for it, but uh, we got. Contenders, I would say the Browns are, are a contender. They do got to get that offensive line together. But I am impressed, man. Uh, they went toe-to-toe with the Rams, almost won that game. Literally, literally almost won that one. Um, the Ravens, I'm back and forth between pretender and contender for them. I don't really know. Uh, the defense has been bad, as I said earlier. But I just don't know. 
And the Eagles, I still think, is a strong contender because uh, they they got a lot of guys that have been there. A uh, pretender, Jaguars for sure. I like I like the Gardner Minshew. I like what he's doing, but I think it's just a real good feel good story. Um, but I mean, I'm not knocking them, but I just don't think they're a contender. Uh, next, Raiders definitely a pretender. Uh, they're two and two, but yeah, they're gonna get blown out by the Bears. They're a pretender. A uh, Giants definitely a pretender. I do like what I've been seeing from Daniel Jones. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to be out for a few more weeks, uh, but they're definitely a pretender. Uh, Vikings is a team that I don't know if they're a pretender or they middle of the pack. I guess neither one is good for a team that has so much talent. Guys like Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defense, you have a really good stout defense, Daniel Hunter. Um, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. That's a lot of talented players that I just named. And they just haven't really been able to put it together. But I really do believe that Kirk Cousins is holding them back. Uh, Bucks, I think they're a pretender. Uh, it's nice to see them 2-2. Two two. Huge victory over my mom's Rams. Um, yeah, she's in the background waving her hand. You can hey, talk to... <laughs> um... Yeah, but I still think the Buccaneers are a pretender, though. But uh, they are on the rise, and they're moving in the right direction. Texans, uh, they're, I, I think they're, I think they're a contender, man. But they just got to clean up that offensive line, man. They have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, so I'm gonna throw them up in contender. And in the middle of the pack, I got Chargers, Titans, and y'all know how I feel about the Titans. So they're middle of the pack for me. And the Colts, I think middle of the pack. Uh, their best player retired, but they still been all right. Um, AFC South winner. There's three two and two teams. Texans. Um, wait, is the whole division two and two? I think their whole division is two and two. Uh, hold on. Yeah, their entire division is two and two. I still think the Texans are gonna pull out. This was a division that I talked about on an NFL season preview with B. Jones, and it's like anybody can win this division. And that's literally how it is. We're only a quarter of the way through, but everybody in the division is 2-2. Two two. Uh, NFC South winner. I still think it's going to be the Saints. Uh, I mean, my prediction was Atlanta, but I don't think they're going to win it unless you know, they turn things around, which I think they could. But I'm going to just go with the Saints. As long as they stay above water uh, until Drew Brees comes back, they'll definitely win this division. Uh, next question. Can the 49ers keep it up? I believe so. Uh, this was B. Jones' pick to actually win the AFC, the NFC West. This was B. Jones' prediction. And the 49ers are 3-0 right now. They are coming off a bye. They do play the Browns on Monday Night Football. I think they can keep it up. I like what I've seen. We've seen what... Kyle Shanahan can do with less. We've seen what he did with Nick Mullins, undrafted guy. C.J. Bethard, we saw what Kyle Shanahan can do. This dude is a guru, man. He's a mastermind. And I made this joke with B. Jones that, like, Kyle Shanahan probably be on, like, family vacations, like, drawing up plays. Because, like, he be doing stuff like getting fullbacks wide open. <laughs> like, who does that? A lot of teams don't even use fullbacks anymore, but... This guy got fullbacks running wide open, and it's crazy. But I do think this stuff is sustainable. Say what you want. They beat the Buccaneers, Bengals, and Steelers. But uh, I do like I do like their potential, man. I, do, I can't see them in the playoffs. I think they can keep this one up. Uh, is it the end for Cam Newton and Carolina? Yeah, I think so. Um, and unfortunately, we see this a lot. We see this a lot in sports. Uh, when a player goes down... And the backup steps in, and he proves to be well. They usually move on from the guy that got injured. I mean, you know, it's unfair. But at the end of the day, it's a business. Teams are doing what's best for them. And and when I say it's a business, it's also a what have you done for me lately business. It literally is. It's a results-oriented, it's a results-oriented business. And that's almost in any business. Literally in any business, it's, it's all about what have you done for me lately. I mean, you can say what you want about loyalty, but in, in the world, in the workforce, it's what have you done for me lately. Like people get long, long tenure, people get let go from their jobs all the time in corporate America. 
So in the NFL, which is definitely a business first, yes, it's entertainment, but it's also a business too. And they got a backup quarterback that's succeeding, a cheaper option at the time too. Yeah, it might be the end for, for Cam Newton in Carolina. It sucks to say, but Cam Newton hasn't been that sharp in the last few years due to health concerns. Uh, I do think he's on the decline, but I think this may be the end for Cam Newton in Carolina, especially if Kyle Allen keeps this up. I really do, but we've seen it happen. We've seen when Alex Smith went down, Colin Kaepernick came through, uh, Tony Romo went down, Dak Prescott took over as starting QB. It's it's a results-oriented business. What have you done for me lately? That's what it is. Uh, next question. Uh, Mahomes MVP. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I do think he's going to win back-to-back MVPs. He didn't throw a touchdown against the Lions, but he's, he still looks amazing. He still looks remarkable. Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. My favorite player right now in the NFL. Or my favorite team because I just announced that I'm a Chiefs fan. I am. They got some former Redskins players on the team too. Kendall Fuller and Bashar Breeland. Shout out to them. Uh, and I, I've been a fan of Tyreek Hill too. LaShawn McCoy, I've been a fan of his. Um, Travis Kelsey too. Uh, but Mahomes MVP, let's focus on that question. Yeah, I do. I can see it. The Chiefs are a well-oiled machine. Andy Reid's the best offensive coach um, maybe ever. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are looking good, man. They have the coach. I think they're going to put up some points on that defense. Next game, my opinion on Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be all right. Uh, the Redskins' problem is they just got to get rid of Jay Gruden and start fresh. Um, yeah, I think But my opinion on Haskins is I like him, man. Uh, he went to Ohio State, the Ohio State, I'm sorry. And uh, the guy was slinging it, man. He, he threw, like, I want to say 50 touchdowns in his first year starter, only year starter. The guy can really just sling the ball, man. He just needs time. Uh, he needs first-team reps, obviously. And, yeah, that's my opinion on him. I think he's going to be good just under the right coaching. He needs the right coaching and he needs the right players around him. It helps that he has this guy, Terry McLaurin, that also went to Ohio State. Uh, yeah, but I do like Dwayne Haskins, man. I think he's going to be all right. Uh, next, my opinion on Daniel Jones. I've been impressed from what I saw. I was a guy who didn't think he was as bad as everyone else did. I really didn't think so. Uh, coming out, there was a lot of talk. And, you know, narratives change, man. You know, once we see good results on the field. Um, yeah. Opinions change. And I do, I, I do like Daniel Jones, man. I just think the Giants need to continue to build around them. He's going to get Saquon Barkley back. Uh, Golden Tate's also coming up with four-game suspension. Good slot receiver. Uh, Evan Ingram has been playing pretty good at the tight end spot. So, yeah, I do like Daniel Jones. I just think the Giants need to keep building around him. Uh, Next question. How do you fix the Redskins? And I also combine, should Jay Gruden be fired immediately or after the season? Um, (laughs) how do you fix the Redskins? Dan Snyder needs to sell the team first, and then immediately after that happens, uh, he needs to fire Bruce Allen, and I need to be hired as GM. No, seriously, I think they need to hire me as GM. I think I could put together a nice little team. But uh, how do you fix the Redskins? Uh, They got a clean house, and I'm talking about front office house too, except for Doug Williams, who I like. Uh, But Bruce Allen got to go. I don't think anything will ever change until Dan Snyder fires his, his pal, his good friend, Bruce Allen. I just don't think anything's going to really, really change because the organization is so bad and it's mediocre. It's just it's just so much, man. The team is stuck in mediocrity. You know, another thing about the Redskins is out of all the winless teams, every other team with the exception of the Jets and Adam Gates is in his first year coaching with, with the Jets. But the other teams that are winless have rookie head coaches. Uh, the Bengals, Zach Taylor's the coach. The Cardinals have Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it's just a mess, man. It really is. Um, next game. I'm sorry. Next game. Wow. Next question: Should Jay Gruden be fired immediately or after the season? He should be fired immediately. Like now. Like, he should have been fired yesterday. <laughs> like, straight up, man. He got to go. 
Jay Gruden got to go, man. He doesn't care. He's lost the locker room. He has to go. What's the point of prolonging it if he's not? If we know he's not going to be here next year, get rid of him now. And then my last NFL question, uh, but my good man B. Jones, what's some NFL predictions that that made that you made that you hit on, and what were some things you didn't see coming? Uh, obviously, the Patriots. I hit on that. I don't think anybody uh, would disagree. Um, also, the Chiefs I hit on. Also, don't think anybody would disagree. Uh, what else? Let me look at let me look at the standings. Are uh, the Bills? I didn't see them starting off three and one. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought the Jets would be better, but obviously they lost Sam Donald at QB. Um, the Steelers. I thought they would be better, but they did lose Big Ben. Um, nothing in the AFC South surprised me at all. I didn't think the Redskins would start off 0-4, I will say that. Uh, but I hit on the Packers. Uh, I'm still waiting on the Bears to take a step back. I think it's going to happen soon. And um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're 2-2, but they should be 3-1. and uh, Their kicker missed a 34-yard field goal in that Giants game. And the 49ers are 3-0. Seahawks are 3-1 and one and the Rams are 3-1. and one. I didn't think that division would be... Um, I don't think it would be as competitive as it currently is through the first four games. Um, so, yeah. this That's the stuff I saw. Uh, this is the stuff. Some of the stuff I didn't see. Uh, so, week five. Got some predictions. And uh, I'm going to end the show with this. So... The Thursday nighter. We have the Seahawks hosting the Rams. You guys know I'm really, really bad at Thursday night games. So, like I said last week, you can take this one with a grain of salt. But I'm going against the grain of my mom, and I'm picking the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks over the Rams tomorrow. Sorry, Mom. I'm picking the Rams. Go Rams. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, I'm going to take Seattle at home. Next game, Panthers and Jaguars. Kyle Allen versus Gardner Minshew. Wow. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to take Carolina. Next game. Um, Redskins, Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots by 50. <laughs> I'm going to take the Patriots by 50, man. Uh, Tom Brady's return. Uh, he's coming to FedEx Field. It's probably his last time here. Uh, but, yeah. I don't. Ayo, man, if the Redskins win, just know the world is going to end. <laughs> like, <laughs> the world's going to end the next day. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight up. Uh, next game, Titans and Bills. Um, This is a game of iffy about because Matt Barkley's going to start for the Bills. He's going to start for the injured Josh Allen. Um... I hate to do this, but I'm going to take the Titans, bro. I'm going to take the Titans. I really do hate to do this. Uh, next game. But I got a feeling they're going to really gonna lose this game. I saw a tweet that said the Titans just won, so they're going to get blown out the next game. So this might happen. But uh, I'm actually going to gonna take Tennessee. Uh, next game. We got the Steelers hosting the Ravens. I'm going to take Baltimore. Uh, I, I, the Steelers did win, but their Monday night game was not that impressive to me. It was a very vanilla offense. Uh, Mason Rudolph had like 220 passing yards, but 160 yards went to the running backs off of like forward pitches. Like literally, that's what happened. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, James Conner was just getting the ball pitched to him. Same with Jalen Samuels. Uh, it was very vanilla. I don't know if they got, you know, some stuff in store, but I'm just not a believer in Mason Rudolph or the Steelers yet. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens. Next game, Bengals and Cardinals, uh, two winless teams. Uh, this game is in Cincinnati. I'm going to take Arizona. Next game, Falcons and Texans. Mm. I just don't know which Falcons team is going to show up. If they can put pressure on Deshaun Watson, I think the Falcons will win. 
Uh, but I'm gonna take Houston. I kind of feel like I need to pick an upset here. Uh, next game: Buccaneers and Saints. Here's one. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Next game: Giants and Vikings. I'm gonna take Minnesota. Um, next game, Bears and Raiders. This game is going to be in London. I'm going to take Chicago. This is a revenge game for Khalil Mack. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, even though Chase Daniel probably will be starting, I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, Jets, Eagles. I'm going to take Philly at home. Um, Jets are coming off a bye, but I'm going to still take Philly. Uh, Chargers and Broncos. I'm going to take the Chargers. Melvin Gordon is back from his holdout. I'm going to take the Chargers. Next game, we got the Packers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys, and if they don't win this game, I'm not picking them anymore. Straight up. Both teams are coming off a loss, too. Should be a really good game. In the Sunday night cap, we got the Colts taking on the Chiefs at the loudest stadium. Arrowhead. And uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs by double digits at that. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I will be tuned in. Uh, and a Monday nighter, mm, this is a juicy game. Browns and 49ers. I'm going to take. Mm, I want to I wanna lean 49ers, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns win, but I'm going to lean 49ers. I like what I've seen from them. I've watched a couple of their games, but this is like their first real, real test. But I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers. And uh, my dad, he sent his picks in too. Um, he got the Rams tomorrow night, the Cardinals, the Titans, the Bears. He got the Saints, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Ravens, Patriots, Panthers, Falcons, Chargers, Packers, Chiefs, and 49ers. I'm, I am a little iffy about that Falcons and Texans game, but we'll just have to see. I don't know. I kind of want to go Falcons, but I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm gonna just go with my prediction that I already made. And uh, that's just about it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. I did record for a little longer this time, uh, longer than normal. It's been a minute since I did an episode this long. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me, that's been supporting. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I didn't think I would get to, you know, episode 100, but uh, we're going to get to 200 real soon, man. We're going to get to 200, 300, and so on and so forth. I plan on doing this podcast, even if it doesn't get off the ground significantly or get where I want to be, but I, I believe in God and I believe that, you know, my work ethic will take me uh, to where I want to get. Uh, but yeah, I'm never going to stop this podcast, man. Thanks for everybody that's been supporting with me. Uh, yeah, man. This is episode 100. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, episode Ma. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, if you made it all the way this far, uh, yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for all the love and support. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 100 is done. Peace.